Hey guys, before we get into the Mets News Podcast, I want to bring up this week's sponsor, The Phone Kings. The Phone Kings are your best way to get all your cell phone accessory needs. The Phone Kings also sell self-defense items and hats. The Phone Kings basically have it all. What I'm using right now to charge my phone before I did this podcast, I used the Phone Kings charger. They have Apple, Android, they have the best Bluetooth accessories they have everything you need for anything in life ladies and gentlemen the phone kings are the best are the future of cell phone accessories and they even have their own website go to www.phonekingsinks.com i repeat www.phonekingsinks.com they're also on instagram the phone kings at the phone kings they are also on facebook the Phone Kings. Leave a review, leave a comment, and tell them that your good buddy, the Mets News Podcast, sent you over so they so they keep coming over to be sponsors on this podcast. Tell them that the Mets News Podcast sent you over for all your accessory needs. So, to repeat, the website name one last time, www.phonekingsinks.com. Make sure you say that the Mets News Podcast sent you over. And now, let's get on to the podcast. Welcome everybody to the Mets News Podcast, where we talk all things Mets and anything I feel like talking about. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Baseball's back. We don't know how much longer we have it. And ladies and gentlemen, let's enjoy it. <clears throat> it is time for the Mets Week in Review. Brought to you by the Phone Kings. Phone Kings Inks, the best way to get your cell phone accessory needs. The website is www.phonekings.com. All right, let's get right into it. The Mets Week Review. It has been a crazy week in Mets land. It has been a crazy week in the MLB. But let's get right into it. We will touch on the MLB. But I think first it is appropriate we touch on my beloved team, the New York Mets. What a terrible week it was in Flushing, Queens. What a terrible week. What a terrible week. All right, let's get right into it. We start the week in Boston. And we win. We win the first two games. Well, You know, Alonzo hits a home run. Uh, McNeil starts to get hot. You have Tom Smith hit a home run. You're thinking, all right, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go Mets, LFGM. <laughs> yeah. And then they Tim Peterson makes his debut the following day. <laughs> Tim Peterson, let's go. It's not the fact that Jarius Familia gave up two runs, but uh, let's go. Let's go. All right, we win two games. We're going back to New York. We're going to sweep, right? Right? No, we're, we're not gonna, you're not going to sweep. You're forgetting the franchise you're dealing with. The New York Mets lost a dick. Really, quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, it was a dick punch game. I know some people like to say the language. But the Mets had countless opportunities to score. They, their bullpen spit it up. But they had countless opportunities to score. I think every other inning, it was bases loaded, bases loaded, bases loaded. And it was bases loaded every inning. And it was just a, a dick punch game. That's really what it was, ladies and gentlemen. A dick punch game. Bottom of the ninth. They had the bases loaded. 
Michael Conforto coming to the plate. Strikes out. Can't even get the ball in play. The Mets lose 6-5. It was just a terrible game. DeGrom should have gotten a win, but he didn't get a win. And, you know, it really set the tone for the week. It really set the tone for the rest of the week. So the Mets later go on to game two of that series. Excuse me, I had to take a drink there. Um, They faced Boston again. Boston jumps on Steven Matz. But the Mets, again, waste opportunities with runners on base. It was a disgusting performance by the Mets' bats. But let's get right into it. <laughs> All right, let's get right into it. Cespedes hits his final home run as a Met. Um, oh, my God. Do we have to get into Edwin Diaz? What a, what a joke this guy is. He is a terrible pitcher. He has no control of his fastball. He gives up a run in the bottom of the ninth, and he, you know, he's saying in Spanish, "I'm the blanking closer." You couldn't even close a high school game out. He's terrible. This guy has no control. He's hitting people left and right, walking people, giving up easy runs. He loses the strike zone, and uh, quite frankly, Edwin Diaz strikes again. But um. Man, do we do we even have to get into Mr. Diaz? I mean, what a disgrace. Mets lose the game. They were going to lose the game regardless. But what what are we going to do here? Pretend like Edwin Diaz is a competent closer? He's not. The Mets blew it. They should have swept that series four games. But yet, they continue to go to Edwin Diaz. How in the world... Can you explain to me that Edwin Diaz is a competent closer? He can't even pitch! I, I hear all the time, oh, Diaz is a competent closer. He, he looks good in summer's end. Kiss my butt. Edwin Diaz is a terrible pitcher. You put him in any situation, he blows games left and right. And by the way, the whole man bullpen is a dumpster fire. We're going to get right into that in the next game. But let's be honest here, ladies and gentlemen. This is a series they should have won. They should have swept the series, at least taken three out of four. But Lugo is struggling. Wilson struggled. I'm not blaming Wilson for that game because um, you know, Louis, Luis Rojas, man, oh, my God. He really showed his inexperience this week. Edwin Diaz shouldn't even put, be put into a mop-up situation. He's not the closer, and he stinks. So now we're going to go on to Atlanta. This week's going to be a short edition. I have to study for my finals, so this week's going to be a short edition. Friday night, the Mets offense comes alive. They give their, they give their ball in a six-run lead. Six runs. They blow it. Let that sink in. Porcella is a loser, literally, is a washed-up has-been that I've said from the beginning cannot pitch. He can't even give his ball, he can't even give his team five innings! He couldn't even give up five innings! He can't pitch with an eight-run lead, he's given an eight-run lead and he gives two runs back! It's so bad that Luis Ross had to pull him! 
But the Mets offense, they give two runs back right away. All right, all right. Top of the eighth, six-run lead. What do you do? You give the ball to our big gun. Do it, Patances. And he struggles. And then you decide, I'm going to give it to Seth Lugo. And he, and he blows it. He blows it. He can't throw up on the strike zone. Former Met Travis Darno, the newest Met killer who stole a base, his second stole a base of his career, might I add. Bases clearing double. Mets lose. Mets lose. Mets lose. Since 1990, they lead the league with blowing leads. Put that to the bank. All right. So then you think, all right, it's going to get better. Saturday, they have opportunity after opportunity, and they blow runs. How could you explain to me the fact on Saturday they blew it? They couldn't score in clutch situations. Every other inning, they had the bases loaded. Literally. I'm not making this up. Every inning except the seventh inning, they had the bases loaded. And they blow it. (laughs) And then, all right, I know people want to get to... Sunday's freaking fiasco, man. Freaking fiasco, man. What? First off, you want to assess for this. If you're opting out, good, number one. I give every... Before we get to assess I give the player every right to opt out. If they want to opt out, they can opt out. I'm good with that. I, I am. I, I feel if you're going to opt out, you're, you, you have every right to opt out. But... You leave your team at 2 in the morning? You don't even give your team a resignation? Everybody thinks you're dead. Brody Van Wagenen, the worst general manager in the MLB, ladies and gentlemen. He has no plan whatsoever to lead this team into the future. And ladies and gentlemen, in, in about three months when Steve Cohen or A-Rod takes over, Brody's gone. First off, he trades the third. Let's start from the beginning. First off, he trades the 30th ranked prospect in the organization for Billy Hamilton? A loser who's been DFA'd more times than I can remember? All the guy is is speed. You know, a cliche that I use when, I, when I'm starting to coach now at college, when I'm meeting with players, I was talking to one of the college players, and he said to me, you know, I have speed. And I said, yeah, well, looking at your strikeout rate, you have to put the ball in play to use your speed. That's what Billy Hamilton is. He, he, yes, he's fast, a great glove, but we have a great glove in Juan Lagares. This guy can't put the ball in play to save his life. What is this organization doing? Could someone tell me that, please? What is this organization's plan? A great one, a great college coach I spoke to said we have players, some players, you know, they, 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 they might be fast, but they can't put the ball in play. And that's something that also affects the high school game. Some players are taken because they're, they're fast, but 
they can't put the ball in play. That's Billy Hamilton. He hasn't been good since 2014 with the Reds. And he wasn't even good that year. His average was 250 with the speed. What the heck's going on here? What's this organization's plan? Trade away the prospects? Our farm system stinks! Gosh, what's our plan, Brody? You, you have a full platform. If this podcast gets to Mr. Van Wagenen, he has a full platform to explain to me his plan because we have a cheap manager who doesn't know what he's doing, who looks lost as a puppy. We have a farm system that stinks. And we know we're not going to re-sign those players. We stink. And later on, they released a statement at 1.12 p.m. I'm on my way down to see my grandmother. And she said, and I'm on my way in the car. And Howie Rose just says, well, we've just gotten word that Yohan uh, Cespedes didn't show up to the ballpark. The organization doesn't know where Yohan Cespedes is. Um, uh, the, um, uh, the, they released a press statement. Um, obviously, this is a very scary time. We don't know where Cespedes is. Uh, we we hope he's okay. Uh, you know, we hope he's okay, how he says. I'm literally quoting him. I'm thinking to myself, Cespedes is dead. That's literally, I'm not even over-exaggerating. When you release a statement like that, my mind immediately flashed back to Jose Fernandez. Jose Fernandez in 2016. My mind flashed back to when... It didn't, it just, it flashed back to all these bad memories. That like something's dead. Somebody's dead. The Giants released a statement like that a few years ago with JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul, and his, he lost four fingers in an accident. In a fire accident. Like, what is this, what is this organization thinking? Are they trying to... Bash Joanna Cespedes on his way out. By the way, he deserves every right to be bashed. And I know people are saying, you can opt out for COVID reasons. Uh, but he's obviously not opting out for COVID reasons. He stinks. He's batting 160, he has, and he just didn't want to play. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to reach my incentives. Screw you, I'm out. And what a slap in the face that was to the organization. But for the way for the Mets to release that statement... Shame on them! Why do you have to release that statement? And then, uh, and then an hour later, they're saying we know Cespedes is okay. Don't worry. So obviously, they knew right away that Cespedes was okay, but they didn't know why he showed up. Didn't show up to the ballpark. So, typical Mets. He opts out. Leaves at four in the morning and opts out. And by the way, the Mets went one for fifteen in scoring position and got shut out, three nothing, four nothing. Excuse me. What a disgrace this organization is. Monday night to end this podcast on happiness. Degrom pitches seven solid innings, six solid. Excuse me, six solid innings. Mets win seven two. Mets are going in to face Washington, then Miami. If Miami's still even a team. We hope for a speedy recovery for the Miami Marlins. Cespedes, if you're listening to this podcast, buddy, you were an overrated. They shouldn't be resigned. Um, if you're opting out due to COVID reasons, I 
Bless your heart. The way you opted out is a freaking disgrace and a joke. The way the Mets handled the situation was a joke. And quite frankly, I'm used to it. And I can't wait for new management to take over. Do I think the MLB season is going to continue? I hope so. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. I think MLB players, again, they're not taking this seriously. They're really not taking this seriously. And shame on them for not taking this seriously. So I'm reading on Twitter that some Cardinals players went to the casino and then the strip club. If that's true, why? I'm reading some Marlins players went to the bar. Literally, they're screwed. These the tiny little percent is screwing this up for everybody. And the, even the players that are in their little bubbles, they're screwing it up for them. I give no fault for Lorenzo Cain opting out and saying, screw this. I mean, no one's taking this seriously. I'm out. I give no players any grief for opting out. But obviously some players aren't taking this seriously. And that's the part that upsets me. This has been an edition of the Mets News Podcast, The Weekend Review. I'm going to add this, get this up. Let's go Mets. Let's have a seven-game win streak, eight-game win streak. Let's go. Let's go right now. LFGM, thank you very much.